Welcome to the Will Evans Show, a podcast that is meant to teach you everything you did not learn in school. And today, we're going to be talking about insurance. I know I just said insurance, so stick around with me, hang in there, and then I'm also going to be answering your questions. Let's go. A lot of people do not like the word insurance when they hear it. They just uh, turn the other way. They close their ears. They don't want to talk about insurance. And, and I understand that because I don't really like talking about insurance either, but it's something that has to be talked about. Because here, here's the reason for insurance. Insurance is transferring of risk. That's all it is. A simple way to explain insurance is you are transferring the risk of whatever you're getting insurance in. That way, it's a it's a backup. It's you're transferring that risk. But with that, it has turned into a huge thing to where people are scamming people with insurance. We hear it all the time. Um, your extended car uh, warranty is going out, blah, blah, blah. You hear all these scams going around and it's all around insurance. And a lot of that is because people don't want to talk about insurance. They don't want to learn about it. And when somebody talks about insurance, they just check out. And so don't, don't check out on this because this is going to give you the real basics. We're going to run through the best insurances you need to have and a lot of insurances to avoid. So let's start with these insurances that, hey, when you see these, don't even give it a second thought. The first one being credit insurance and credit disability insurance on the debt you have. Don't, don't go for that. That People are trying to scam you saying, oh, you have to have credit insurance. Look, we're on the baby steps. We're going to be paying off this debt. You do not need that insurance. Next thing is mortgage life insurance. You don't need that either. That, that is a waste of your money. And then here's, here's a crazy one. Accidental death insurance. Guys, seriously, like we, we do not need accidental death insurance. Cancer insurance. This is an insurance that gets a lot of people because we all know someone that has cancer most of us have been affected by cancer, whether it's personally or a loved one. And so this, these insurance agents really tug on the heartstrings when they bring up cancer insurance and like how and how you can defend against these expensive uh, treatments and stuff like that. But here's the thing with cancer insurance. One, you shouldn't do it because... We're not playing the what if game, but at the same time, I've looked at some of these at some of these cancer insurance policies, and they are so technical that it has to be a specific type of cancer at a certain time in order for this to even work. And if it's not, then it doesn't work. And hey, any experimental treatments you want to do, you can go ahead and throw those out the door because that's not an option with cancer insurance. So we're not going to go for cancer insurance. Prepaid barrel insurance, you don't need that either. Uh, you have a fully funded emergency fund. That That's enough to um, put somebody in the grave. Sorry, I don't want to be morbid, but 
hey, that that's just how it is. We have a fully funded emergency fund that can cover a burial. Return of premium insurance, don't need that. Waiver of premium insurance, don't need that. So here's some insurances that you do need. Obviously, you have to have auto insurance because, I mean, it's just a law. Like, you have to have auto insurance when you get pulled over. And I got pulled over the other day, unfortunately. And what's one thing he asked for? I need your license and registration and proof of insurance. You have to have car insurance in order to um, to drive. But when it comes to auto insurance, we're going to be looking for high deductibles because we have a fully funded emergency fund. And so we're going to look for high deductibles because that's going to lower our premiums and you need full coverage. Go ahead and get the full coverage. You need collision, comprehensive, and liability. And uh, there's a link that I'm going to link in the show notes that is uh, through Ramsey Solutions. It's an insurance coverage checkup. It makes sure you have the right auto insurance and stuff like that or go into a deeper dive. Um, But I'll link that in the show notes. And uh, you also need homeowner's insurance. You need enough to rebuild your house, replace your personal property, cover injuries. You need to reimburse living expenses. And so you need your homeowner's insurance to cover all of that. And then if you are renting, for my friends out there that are renting an apartment or a condo or whatever, or renting a house, you always have to have renter's insurance. Because say, if you live in an apartment, the insurance that the apartment complex has is not for personal property. It's only for the structure of the building. So anything within the studs of the wall, you are responsible for. So that's your personal property, your clothes, your uh, furniture, any type of TVs, uh, appliances that you may have in there, all that you need to have enough money and a renter's insurance policy to cover that. And, And guys, renter's insurance, I think my renter's insurance is like $11 a month. It's it's nothing. So make sure you have it because it will be a blessing if something does happen. And then an umbrella policy. This is something, hey, once we start getting assets, um, we start getting closer to that million-dollar net worth mark, hey, we need to look at start to protect our assets with an umbrella policy. Um, these are fairly affordable as well. You also need health insurance. A lot of this is... Um, uh, you can get it through your work a lot of the times. If not, there's a big myth out there that you can't buy good health insurance, and that's just not true. I, I know people that do it all the time. Uh, you got to think all all your business own small business owners they're buying their own health insurance, so it, it's out there. Uh, but yes, you do need good health insurance, and since we have a fully funded emergency fund. We're looking for high deductibles again in that area as well um, because it is going to lower your, your premiums. And also another thing on health insurance, if you can get an HSA plan, I have one for myself. We have it through Kendall's work. It is a great way to pay for any medical expenses tax-free because that money is going in there. And sometimes your employer will even put money into your HSA for you but when they do, when you have an HSA, you can pull money out of there because it's tax-free. It goes straight from your check into there, misses all of the taxes. You can pull it out for any type of medical expense, and it will be tax-free. 
So you also need long-term disability insurance. If you get sick, can't work, due to any type of injury, uh, you need to be able to replace 60 to 70% of your income uh, in that time. Don't get that confused with long-term care. Long-term care is if you are over the age of 60 and over, you can start looking at getting long-term care insurance and uh, don't want to get morbid here either, but the average stay in a nursing home is two to three years, costing about $100,000 a year. So obviously the goal is to be self-insured with all of this, and I'm going to break that down more. But hey, if you're at that 60 mark and you don't have a a huge nest egg, let's look at getting long-term care insurance. It can usually be pretty affordable. Next thing, ID theft. Guys, ID theft insurance is so cheap. Just, Just get it sometimes. Your employer does it. I do it through a company called Xander Insurance. Uh, it's, I think, for me and Kendall both, it's twelve bucks a month, and it's just saving us the head, saving us from the headache of if our I, if our social security number, or whatever gets stolen, they do all the work for us. We're not going through the headache of trying to get that money back, getting it. Uh, everything cleaned up, full restoration, they're going to do that. So that's what you're looking for in ID theft. And here's the one. I ran through those because I wanted to have enough time to talk about this insurance, this type of insurance that gets me fired up, and it's life insurance. So a couple things with life insurance. Everybody needs life insurance. But what kind of life insurance do you need? There's whole life, there's term life insurance, and there's universal and all of these different types of life insurance. And so nobody knows what to do. And if you can't do math, then do whole life insurance. Whole life is a terrible decision. It is the worst type of life insurance. Whole life, universal life, universal index life, all of that stuff, that's whole life insurance, and it is crap. And whole life insurance agents that think they are financial advisors are screwing you because they're selling you this stupid, expensive premiums all so they can get a fat commission check. The return on these is crap. You're paying hundreds of dollars a month for a whole life insurance policy that sucks. And they'll tell you, oh, it's got a cash value. We can invest with this. That's crap. They're getting a fat commission check off of you because you're paying $150, $200 a month for a whole life when you could be doing term life insurance for a fraction of that. I think the saying is, is, Whole life insurance is 10x what term life is, maybe 5x. Either way, whether it's 5x or 10x, you are overpaying with whole life because also with whole life, you're going to be getting a fourth of the coverage that you can get with term life. For example, me and Kendall both have a million dollar policies on ourselves and I paid less than I did when I had a whole life policy ran just for me. Not even for me and Kendall, just for me. I paid less for a million dollars on me and Kendall and this whole life 
policy that I got ran on me was for $100,000. And it was more. That's what I'm saying. Whole life is crap. If you can't do math, do whole life. And here's the thing. When people say whole life has a cash value, they're going to use it for investing. Keep your investing separate from your insurance. You go to a financial advisor for investing. You go to an insurance agent for insurance. You don't go to an electrician for a plumbing problem. So why would you go to an insurance agent for a financial problem, right? If you need investing, you don't go to an insurance agent. If you need insurance, you don't go to a financial advisor. Yes, they may work hand-in-hand with somebody, but your financial advisor should not be selling you whole life. That's crap. So here's the thing with term life. It's the only type of life insurance I recommend. You can do a 10, 15, 20-year term, whatever you can get. And I recommend at least 10 times of your income so if that's $100,000, if you make $100,000, that's at least a million dollars that you're going to have on yourself in a um, life insurance, in, in term life insurance. So you can do more than 10 times if you want, but at least 10 times your income. And for my single moms out there, or uh, not single moms, for my stay-at-home moms out there, you need life insurance on yourself as well. Because if something happens to you, Somebody has to take care of those kids, whether you so that's it needs to cover daycare costs, a nanny cost, whatever. So if you're a stay-at-home mom, uh, you need about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in a term life insurance. Doesn't have to be outrageous, but we need something if something were to happen to you and uh, the dad still had to work, um, and but he also needed to take care of his kids. So the goal is to self-insure. So that, that's the big argument. Whole life, oh, you're going to have it for the rest of your life. Well, we're, we're working a plan to where we are going to leave an inheritance for our children's children. That comes out of Proverbs, right? We're leaving an inheritance for our children's children. Our goal is to self-insure because come retirement, we, we talked about uh, in, a, in a couple episodes ago, we did a talking about mortgage, doing a 15-year mortgage. So in 15 years, you're not going to have a mortgage. You're not going to have a house payment. You have no payments. You have a sack full of money because we've been putting 15% into retirement. And all we've been doing this, our goal is to self-insure. So 20 years gives you plenty of time to get to that point of self-insure. And even after that 20 years, if you're young, you can try to renew it um, if you want to, just to give you a little, uh, little, uh, ease of mind, peace of mind, uh, you can do that. But the goal is if you have a million, two million, three million dollars in retirement, you really don't need term life insurance unless you just really want it. Because at that point, we looked at, hey, what does long-term care look like? You can you can have a nurse, you can staff a nurse in your house for $150,000, $200,000 a year and the once you get to that point, the average life is two to three years. So if you got $3 million in the bank, hey, I would say you're self-insured. And obviously, we can run those numbers together. But this is something that has, uh, re- has really just uh, fired me up because people are being taken advantage of with this whole life crap, this cash value crap. It, it, all of it is crap. 
You need term life insurance. It's the only type of life insurance you need because it's going to be a fraction of the cost and and five times the the amount of money that you get if something were to happen. Um, and obviously, I know this is sometimes very hard for people to talk about. They don't want to talk about this, but there are so many stories out there to where something happened and they just didn't have life insurance and they just didn't have any money. Or the the single mom is left to raise the kids and to take care of the household because something happened to father. And I, I'm not saying that's going to happen to you, but hey, what is insurance? It's the transfer of risk. We're not going to risk that because that's way too risky. We're going to get term life insurance because it is cheap. And you need 10 times uh, the amount of your income in term life insurance. And hey, if you're sitting there like, oh man, Will has just been, he's been dogging whole life insurance and that's what I have. That is okay. What you want to do, if you have whole life insurance, you want to go and get term life insurance. And before you cancel your whole life insurance, you want to make sure your term life insurance is in place because some insurance is better than no insurance because it's the transfer of risk. You want to have some type of insurance, but if if you're uh, sitting there and you're like, I don't have any kind of insurance, go get term life insurance. So that is insurance at a T. Obviously, this is something that a lot of people do not understand. And I... A lot of what I do in financial coaching is I talk a lot about insurance because I have to explain a lot of this stuff to my clients. So if this is you, please reach out to me. I would love to talk more about this. Even if you just have a question, just send me an email or DM me. I would love to talk about this, what I mean. Um, But the, the biggest thing to remember with life insurance is, and really insurance in general is to keep your investing and your insurance separate. When you do that, everything will be okay. So if you have a financial advisor selling you whole life, fire that dude and go find a new one Um, because he's, he's not helping you out. He's just collecting a fat commission check from you. You're listening to The Will Evans Show. Hey guys, it's Will. I know this show is all about what you didn't learn in school, But for some of you, you need a little more personalized help, and that's what Evans Financial Coaching is. I specialize in helping people pay off debt and build wealth. If this is you, I've put my contact info in the show notes. So please reach out. I'm here to help you. Evans Financial Coaching, creating paths to financial freedom. Welcome back to the Will Evans Show. Stepped on a lot of toes this episode. Uh, talking about whole life and term life insurance, talked about different types of insurance, insurances to avoid. If you've already forgotten those, go back and listen again. Um, I know it's not something you want to talk about, but it's something that needed to be talked about, you know? So go back and listen again if you have to. Come back, save this episode uh, once you get to certain points uh, with insurance or reach out to me. I would love to talk to you about it. Um, I'm always, uh, my goal is to help you with your money and your life. It's the whole point of doing this podcast. 
I'm not making any money on this podcast. I'm doing this to genuinely help people and leave an impact on people. So with that, with me trying to impact people, can you help me out? Can you please like, share, follow this podcast, subscribe to it, click the bell so you're notified when I release an episode. Um, Do all that. Leave a five-star review. We only want five stars. If you got a one star, do it on the next podcast you listen to. And the biggest thing you can do to help me out is tell somebody about it. Tell your family. Tell your coworkers. Uh, post it on your story. You can do that. You can help me out by doing by posting on your story. All the platforms allow you to do that. And I have a I have another question from Instagram, and it is how much is an appropriate amount to budget for eating out and groceries. So I don't think that there is a dollar amount that you can attach to this, you know, because everybody's situation is different. Or is it just you and a spouse? Do you have five kids? You know, I mean, someone that has three or four teenagers in the house, they're going to be spending a lot more money than me and Kendall are. So what I like to look at is, hey, once you get out of baby step two, you have a fully funded emergency fund, don't be scared to treat yourself. Sometimes going in this journey of living debt-free, man, people sacrifice. They cut out eating out. They're not doing anything fancy. Some people are doing rice and beans and beans and rice. They're doing that to get out of debt. And then when they finally do get out of debt, it is very hard for them to spend money. But you need to celebrate the fact that you're out of debt. Go out there. Don't be scared to go and eat at a nice steakhouse every once in a while. Um, and, And I think the biggest thing, the way I look at it when it comes to eating out and groceries um, this is how I answer all the questions. What would I do if I was in your shoes? So here, here's what me and Kendall do. We eat out with friends <clears throat> every once in a while. We try to pay for other people's meals. Sometimes that comes out of our restaurant budget. Sometimes it's our, some of our giving budget. Um, but what we do is we're not going to eat out twice a day, you know, Uh, we're not going to, we're going to bring our lunch or bring leftovers. We're going to eat in one because we enjoy sitting around the table together. Um, but there's just not a dollar amount that I can put on this question because it's different for everybody. Because I coach a client and he doesn't want to cook, but Hey, they're debt free. They've been on this journey. They're uh, saving for a down payment. They're investing. Uh, I think they're investing 15% of their income while saving for a down payment, but they eat out because they don't want to cook. And that's fine. You know, so th- there's not a dollar amount that I can put on your eating out and groceries, but I think it comes down to hey, what is best for you? So when we run the numbers, we look at how much margin you have. Hey, we're going to go, I'm going to go on date nights with my spouse because that's how we can celebrate things. We can talk about our goals. We can dream together. 
And so, yeah, that that's, I don't know if that was an actual answer to your question, um, but that that's how I view my eating out budget, my groceries, is I'm just not going to overdo it when it comes to eating out. But I'm also not going to live like I'm in debt where I'm saying, no, Kendall, we cannot go to Chick-fil-A for the sixth time this week. Um, so there's a balance to everything. That's how me and Kendall do it. Um, but yeah, so that that's... I answer every question. If I woke up in your shoes, what would I do? And that's what I would do. Um, if you have any other questions, I love answering questions. Uh, it's been cool that I've been getting a lot of responses from people on Instagram. Uh, apparently, no one likes email, and that's fine, but I'm going to keep telling you about it. If you have a question, you can email me at ask at evans-fc.com. It's always in the show notes. It's always been in the show notes. I've only had one emailed question in. And so, but that's fine. I love Instagram too. I check, I probably check Instagram more than my emails. So that's fine. You can DM me at, at I'm Will Evans. And with any questions, I love answering your questions. And hey, if I didn't answer your question the way you wanted it, or that I misunderstood your question, send me another question, give me a little more details, and I would love to help you out. And as always, it's a huge thanks to Ben Foster. He's always in the background making this show run. Um, He's doing a little fist pump in the air right now. So uh, he's always on set with me when I do this recording. And so it's always a huge help to have him making everything run smoothly. But remember, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. This is The Will Evans Show.